Because one thing about this world, this is Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward, this is the Voice of Dominion broadcast, is it is ever-changing the amount of challenges that you currently have or will have is greatly dependent on your faith in the Lord and through sovereign faith, the application and understanding of wisdom to solve problems. That's what this whole pandemic, this whole economic situation, whole pandemic, all of that is about. Now, God is sanctifying a remnant of people who are going to take control of everything. Okay. They're not, they don't want to be part of, I don't want to be part of the status quo. Okay. I don't want, I don't want to pastor a local church of people who have come, who late all the time. Who don't want to get no money to help me? I don't want. I don't want that. I don't want to have a church where I got to take up three offers to try to see if I can get the rent paid. I do not want to be part of that group. That's not who I'm called. I'm called to to ingratiate, invite, manage, monitor, train. And seeing over a hundred thousand millennial preachers who are sold out for the Lord, who have walked away. I walked away from the system, and every wealthy preacher that I know came out of austere circumstances, walked away from the world system, and ended up wealthy. Every millionaire preacher that you ever heard of. Now, if God was the the source of his money, okay. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, and here's another nugget for you. Whatever you did to get there, you got to continue to do it, and even more so to stay there and to increase from there. You know, people are so lazy; they're so habitual, man. They want, you know, you know. And I have to fight that myself, man. I get up and like today, I've been, man, I've been working. And normally, our studio time is much earlier in the morning. And so I have about two hours to get up and, and refresh myself in the word and look at the scriptures I've been looking at and update my notes and all that stuff. And but today it's in the middle of the day. It was at noon when we got here. OK. And so I had man, I couldn't afford to, to do that for another t- three hours. I'm working, but I was praying in the spirit the whole time. Every five minutes I had my, my, my Bible app open. I was looking and I was talking to the Holy Spirit. And then I started praising him and dancing to the Lord, just thanking him because I'm, I'm faced with some circumstances that I don't want, some giants, some Goliaths in my life that I'm trying to move. And the, God, and the Holy Spirit is saying, it's already done, Chris. Just keep marching. Just keep slinging your sword. Just keep letting that word come out of your mouth. I've given you power to tread on scorpions and serpents and all the power of the enemy. Just keep going. Just take the battle to the gate. Don't let the gate open and hit you in the head and knock you down. Take the battle to the gate. Take your sword and start swinging against, against the gate. Isaiah 45. Let's go there. 
Go to Isaiah 45 and read that for me, 1, 2, and 3. I'm not going to change my, my, my Bible because I, I want to come back to the place where we're at. Isaiah 45? Yeah, while she's getting that, last week, we, we're we looking at 1 Samuel 17, okay? We're going to pick it up in verse 18, so grab your Bible. Don't sit there like a bump on a lump on the stump, like a frog hiccuping, waiting for a fly to come by. Okay, I want you to get your Bible. I want you to go with me. This is a Bible study, and it's it's electric today. Because for me, to get over the challenges that I have, to press in, press on, go through, go around, the challenges to get to the other side of the mountain, which is unprecedented wealth, unprecedented health, and all the wisdom I have that God has, all that he is, all that he has, and all that he can do, to me and through me to the world to save people. That's big. That's big. And sometimes I have to get, <sighs> I gasp in the Holy Spirit, so don't worry about it, Chris, it's already done. Just keep slinging that sword, man. Just keep meditating that scripture. Okay, read, read Isaiah 45, 1 through 3. Isaiah 45, 1. Thus saith the Lord to his anointed to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden to subdue nations before him. To subdue nations. They already done. The devil is a defeated foe. He's under your feet. Next, go ahead. And I will loose the loins of kings to open before him the two levied gates. Stop right there. I've, on the last testament, I get, I get my testimony all the time. My wife said, she said, she think I talk too much. She think I tell too much of my business out here. But I'm not afraid sitting at a table with men that had some, somewhere around a half billion dollars in net worth. Okay. I will open, loose the loins of kings. Hello. Go ahead and read that again. And I will loose the loins of kings to open before him the two levy gates, and the gates shall not be shut. Before I left, the man said, listen, I'm going to call my real estate guy. He said, how large a real estate project do you want to start with? Because I told him, I said, man, I'm a novice. I'm working on this. I haven't done any commercial properties at all. And evaluating them and looking at them is a challenge. And he, st and he started telling, giving me wisdom about how to manage these projects and what to look for and the cost of materials and rehab and contractors and all that. And there was another man sitting there giving me contractor information and all that. See, so I'm getting the information. I'm sitting with kings. He said, I will lose the loins of kings to open the two levy gates and the gates will not be shut. He said, and I, and I asked him, I said, well, what's the smallest, uh, real estate buy-in that you have, if so, I said, if somebody had $100,000, could they just get in? He said, yeah, you would just be a, a, a minor partner. You'd just be a general partner in a real estate project that was much bigger. And you would get the same interest as the other other people, okay? But you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be in control of it. That's the only thing about being a, just a general partner. You have the major partners control all your money while it's in there, Okay. But he said he will loose the loins of kings to open the two left the gates, and the gates will not be shut. I decree in your life every window, every door, every gate be open now for you to get through it. When you're running back, said this old warhog, left tackle, when I used to stick him and stick him and move him, guess what? I made a big hole, but it didn't stay there forever. The running back got to get up in there and get through there while, while it's a hole to go to the touchdown. Hey! You got to get through. This is your space. It looks tight. And we had some running backs, man, that as an offensive tackle, I could outrun them all. They was running 5.0, 5.1. We didn't have we did not have a running back that could, could break a 4.9. And I run a 4.65. 
Okay, back in the time when I was playing, I ran a four six three hundred pound man running four six five, and they hooping and hollering about these big old boys they had. Man, I'd have ran by them. But right now, the gate is open for you. Keep reading. Verse two. I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut and sunder the bars of iron. And I will give thee the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by thy name and am the God of Israel. Okay, now stop right there. See, now this, this, see, it says, let's see, riches and treasures. When I say riches and treasures, what do you think about? You think about some some chinchillas, baby. You think about some some cheddar. You're thinking about some money. And that's what God is talking about. That's what God is talking about there. So I'm going to loose the loins of kings. I'm going to stomp that devil in the, in the face. And then I'm going to give you some money. That word treasures means treasury. It means my vault. Riches is talking about some money, silver and gold and platinum and oil and natural gas in the world that we live in now. Some fiat currency. I was watching this, uh, this picture. Uh, I'm taking a Spanish class and I was watching this picture yesterday and this woman was being uh, bribed to set up a politician. She was a, she was a lady of the night and he got out of jail and he he made her a, a love slave so he could come over anytime when he wasn't in court and just have his way with her. And his enemies gave her a big old duffel bag full of money. $10,000 stacks. The thing, you could have put four days clothes plus all your toiletries in there. Hello. And so if you betrayed him. And so what, what am I? I'm talking about stacks. That were riches. And treasuries, you put them stacks in the safe. You don't leave them laying around the house. You don't carry that kind of money in your wallet. Hello? He said the treasuries. Read that part again, verse 3. And I will give thee the Wait, 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 wait. I will give thee. It didn't say, hallelujah, that you had to earn it. It's already been earned by Jesus Christ through his death, burial, and resurrection. You already free to go get it. Go ahead and read. Verse three. And I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which called thee by thy name am the God of Israel. Okay. Now switch gears with me and let's go to first Samuel 17. We're going to pick up at 16. Let me just paraphrase the first 15 verses. David shows, the, the, the Philistines show up. Goliath reveals himself. He's woofing at the people of God, okay? He's saying, send me a man. David goes down there to deliver some food to his brothers, and then he's allowed to go back to the sheepfold, okay? Read verse 16 for me. First Samuel seventeen sixteen, And the Philistine drew near morning and evening and presented himself 40 days. Now, do you have a problem that just don't seem to be solved? See, sovereign faith in God will solve, solve stuff and move stuff that's been on you or operating in your life forever through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Keep going. And Jesse said unto David his son, Take now for thy brethren an ephah of this parched corn and these ten loaves and run to the camp to thy brethren. And carry these ten cheeses unto the captain of their 
thousand, and look how they, and look how thy brethren fare, and take their pledge. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah, Elah, fighting with the Philistines. And David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep at, with, the, with the keeper and took and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the trench as the host was going forth to the fight and shouted for the battle. Okay, now, it's, this is interesting here. And David rose up early in the morning and left his sheep. God is looking for people who won't get in the fight. Okay. He'll use whomsoever will. And I have preached this to people over the last 30 years. There's people in tents and live on the street. And I lived on the street for three years. So I know about all that. Okay. That God is going to move ahead of all these religious Christians, religious activity, non-soul getting, non-money getting, just because you only think about yourself. Those people are going to go to the back of the back of the line. <laughs> Excuse me. Keep reading. Verse 21. For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array, army against army. And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage and ran into the army and came and saluted his brethren. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, G Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines and spake according to the same words, and David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were sore afraid. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man that has come up surely to defy Israel? Is he come up? And it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches and give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. No taxes. I'm going to give you a big lump sum of money. You ain't going to have to pay no taxes. And by the way, my most beautiful daughter, who you can choose, and be your wife. Hallelujah. That's the whole package right there, in case you didn't know it. <laughs> a bunch of money, beautiful girl to marry. What? Oh, my goodness. Right. Verse 26. And David spake to the men and stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Who, what, what is this problem that, is, that it should defy you as a spirit-filled, saved, Christian, anointed person? You're just going to have to get in the fight. Hit up. Keep going. Verse 27. And the people answered him after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man that killeth him. And Elab, his oldest brother, heard what he spake unto the men. And Elab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and thy naughtiness of thine heart, for thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. Stop right there. Now, you got two, two. I want you to listen to the conversation of two people. One, David. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? What are you saying to the circumstances, situations, places, persons, and things in your life, okay, that is contrary to what God is saying, what God's word is saying? If you don't know what God's word is saying, you need to read, study, and meditate, and then you need to have faith in it and activate it with your mouth. That's the way you do it. 
Okay? Activate. Say what God says to the circumstances, and the circumstances will change. I know it's a fact that the circumstances exist, but the truth will overcome the fact. When the truth comes out of your mouth, it will change the facts in your life. And then you hear what the, what the, what the others are saying. And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou, thou left thy sheep? You weren't, listen, you, you, you in the battlefield taking a good uh, butt kicking. Thank you, Lord. And you worried about me and my job and the sheep. I came down here to bring you some food, man. Go ahead. 29. Verse 29. And David said, what have I now done? Is there not a cause? And he turned from him toward another and spake after the same manner. And the people answered him again after the former manner. And when the words were heard which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Woo! That's good. See, real faith, real belief, because this man was questioning me yesterday. I, you know, sitting with these, with this half billion dollar round table I was sitting there, wanting to know how much money I had to invest. I said, man, I have unlimited access to all the money that exists. Now, that's one of my confessions, and I got scripture to back it up. I said, I have unlimited. Well, what does that mean, Chris? I said unlimited. Man, what, what, don't you understand what unlimited is? And the rest of the guys were sitting at the table. They was, we, we, it, it got kind of a little, it wasn't heated nor adversarial, but he was trying to pride me so he could take a number and run with it. And I told him, I have, listen, if the project's right, I have unlimited free-flowing money that'll come to me in a blink. Okay. And the rest of the rest of the people sitting at the table looking at me like, oh, okay, all right, big dog, big dog. And guess what? Nobody persecuted me, but the devil was trying to talk to me in my head. Like you sitting here looking stupid. All these people got more millions of dollars in net worth, and you don't have the millions of dollars. But you know what I told him? Right at the end, I said, I'm coming. Y'all don't see me coming, but I'm coming. I just need a little help. From the Lord, and I'm coming. I, mean, I ain't sitting at this table because I, I want to sit here and li listen to y'all talk about all your stuff. Okay, I'm sitting here to learn, to assimilate wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I'm going to take the project that I had before me, which is a 38-room uh, 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 commercial project, and I'm going to turn it into millions. I want to leave a legacy for, for my family operating in the kingdom of God. Go ahead and read the next verse. So here you stand. But what happens is when, you're, when your confession of faith is strong, it'll take you into the presence of kings. That's exactly what it is. Didn't we just read that in Isaiah 45? And I will loose the loins of kings. What is the, and David said unto Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, thou art able, thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, that thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his you. Read verse 34 for me. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him, and smote him, and delivered it out of his mouth. 
And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. Wow. Watch what he's saying. And that's what I was saying to them. I said, man, listen, I'm going to do this. I said it just like that. I'm going to do this. You're going to help me. You're going you gonna to steer me. And I want you to be a mentor. One of them said, no, I can't be a mentor to you right now. But I can give you somebody who will. And I text him this morning. He's supposed to be sending me some phone numbers to some people that's going to help me get done what God want me to get done. They didn't even know I was a preacher. But anybody that was spiritual knew I, it was faith that was coming out of my mouth. Sovereign faith. Go ahead. Verse 37, David said, moreover, the Lord that delivereth me out of the paw of the lion, out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, go, and the Lord be with thee. And that's what, that's, that's the response I was getting to the table. Well, go ahead, man. Go ahead and do that. Go ahead. Verse 38, and Saul armed David with his armor, and he put a helmet of brass upon his head. Also, he armed him with a coat of mail, and David girded his sword upon his armor, and he assayed to go, and he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off. Guess what? You can't operate in another man's anointing. You need to have your own sovereign faith, which will take you from anointing to glory. Okay? It will take you from anointing to glory. You need your own. I can't go to church and listen to these other preachers and do what they did without without doing what they did to develop my own anointing, my own relationship, my own sovereign faith, my own fellowship with the Holy Spirit, my own meditation time, my own prayer time. You can't do it. People running here and running there want to go to the big conferences. Well, that's all over. Now, you ain't running no conferences because all these people, these big old edifices is empty. Uh-huh. Keep reading. Verse 40. And he took off his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had even in a scrip, and his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. And the Philistine came on and drew near unto David and the man that bare his sh- the shield with him before him. And when the Philistines looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy and of the fair continent. That's what they saying. This little preacher, old big mouth preacher, preaching all this faith, talking all that stuff. How he going to do it? That's what they were saying because they're looking at physical circumstances. Because the people, when he turned and asked me how much money I had to invest in cash right now, the whole, everybody's eyes swung over to me. Okay, and see, and that's what's happening right here. Everybody's wanting, everybody, everybody want to know how you gonna get this done. Go ahead. Verse forty-three, and the Philistine said unto David, "Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves?" And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, "Come to me, and I will give thee give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field." Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and a spear and with a shield, but I come unto thee in the name of the Lord of hosts of God, of the armies of Israel whom thou hast defiled. Woo! 
Go ahead. That's why you, when you go to First Chronicles 29, you see all that that he accumulated because he was a warrior and he was victorious. And the only time he suffered loss in his life was when he drastically sinned, when he murdered a man, when he murdered a man premeditatedly that was working for him, that was part of his army. He meditated the man, Bathsheba's husband. He put her, put him out in the front in a, on a, sent him on a suicide mission and killed the man so he could have his wife. Okay. That was premeditated and it displeased the Lord. And that's the only time you see David losing. He was on the run. His sons raised up against him and all that. Had he not done that, this would be a spotless record. But God put that in there because the Lord could have left that out the, out the Bible, but he didn't. He didn't leave it out. He wants you to know. So go ahead and read. Verse 46. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee, and I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistine this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Woo! Go ahead. And all of and all this assembly shall be known that the Lord saveth not the sword and the spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Woo! It's the battle of the Lord's. That's what I told him yesterday. I said, listen, my guy got it. I'm operating with a, with a sovereign amount of money. Go ahead. Verse 48. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and a slang it and smote the Philistine in his forehead that the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. You got to be willing to put put something on these on these boys' minds. There's not one person at that table who would not remember me. Okay, I put something on their minds. I sunk some stones in their head yesterday. I told them, "Listen, I'm coming. All I need is a break. I need a break. I believe I receive it." They heard me praying, and I wasn't. I'm talking just like I'm talking now. Go ahead, verse fifty. Quickly. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. He killed, he killed this man without a sword. Go ahead. Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword Ooh. and drew it out the sheath thereof and slew him and cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. Ooh, that's good right there. Read it. Read it. 52. And the men of Israel and Judah arose and shot it and pursued the Philistine and Philistines until thou came to the to the valley and to the gates of Ekron, and the wounded of the Philistines fell down by the way to Sherem, even unto Gath and unto Ekron. Keep going. And the children of Israel returned from chasing after the Philistine, and they spoiled their tents. There's that money. They spoiled their tents. They didn't do all that fighting and shouting and all that for nothing. David gave them victory. And guess what? Guess who got some of that money? David. Go ahead. Keep going. Verse 54. And David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his armor in his tent. And when David, when Saul saw David go forth against the Philistine, he said unto Abner, the captain of the host, Abner, whose son is the... the Abner, whose son is this youth? And Abner said, As thy soul liveth, O king, I cannot tell. Keep going. 
And the king said, Inquire thou whose son, whose son the stripling is. And as David returned from slaughter of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. And Saul said unto him, Whose son art thou, thou young man? And David answered, I am the son of thy servant Jesse of the Bethlehemite. Now, that's, that shows you how ignorant Saul was. I don't even have no time to get in that. Saul had went to the man. He tried to put the, put the stuff on him. This is the second time. Now, he the victor. He done did what you couldn't do in Abner and all your armies. And now you want to ask who, who it is. Who is it? It's Jesus Christ. It's your turn, turn to receive him right now. Repeat it to me. Say, Father, I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. For my sins, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me for the sins that I have committed. I ask you to come into my heart, to live now and forever. In Jesus' name, I thank you and praise you that you are my God. I receive you as Lord and Savior in my life. I'm asking you to come into my life. I'm asking to be filled with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, right now, if you made that confession of faith, you can call me at 424-261-3208. You can write me at Ward International P.O. Box 1365, Inglewood, California, 90308. You can also send me a check, an offering it there. You can also give us a donation by going to G-A-M-N dot L-I-F-E, GAM Life, G-A-M-N dot L-I-F-E, and hit the donation page and send us a donation. We love you with the love of the Lord. This is Apostle Prophet Chris Ward. This is the voice of Dominion. The breaker is on the microphone today. Amen.